0: hello friends welcome welcome to friends music or nothing a podcast about my journey as a musician and all the friends and relationships i've made along the way welcome to episode two this is technically episode two part two if you haven't had a chance go back and listen to part one with javier vargas this is part two with javier um a continuation of his story um the roots, the foundations of him as a musician, learning saxophone, learning bass, learning guitar, discovering John Mayer, all that has been really fun to discuss, to unearth, to recap and relive. Um, thank you, Javier, for enjoying hopping on this podcast and Um, I also want to give a shout out to everybody who has been listening and everyone who's been supporting this. Um, This is just a passion project of mine, and it's been really cool to hear from people who've been able to um, share their stories and what it's been able to bring up in the memories of others who've gotten to see our story and my story and Javier's story um, kind of be retold and relived. So shout out to all that Um, shout out to everyone again shameless plug but yeah like subscribe all that all that stuff but it doesn't really matter because this is again this is a a way for us to just put a time capsule to stories to friendships to relationships but let's listen to part two of my interview with Javier again this is like kind of where we left off right where the band was just starting to officially form and officially become this really cool this really eclectic this really beautiful story in this chapter so listen enjoy tune in um and here we go
1: to to wrap up that initial fuse story i remember we did go to lolita's i remember we did kind of formalize our relationship as a band and we started writing music together and decided like this was going to be this was going to be something more than just, like, jamming. Yes, out. this was
0: going to be more than a garage band. Mm-hmm. Real quick, we also, I think another thing that really, like, solidified our bond as friends, not just you and me, but all four of us, was that road trip we took to San Francisco.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, but that and was... That,
0: that was that same summer. 2007? But that was the end. No way. No. That was, yeah, that was that summer. The first road trip.
1: Oh, where we were just where we went, hanging out, not yeah, on tour,
0: not on tour, because that was the the, the yeah tour. yeah yeah. So like that, we also I think we formed the band, we played a couple of shows, and then I think I remember like we went on a road trip, and that was super, that was super bonding for us because it was kind of like something that we just decided to do on a whim. Yeah, I don't even remember like why we did it. We just like let's just go to San Francisco, and Ryan's like, oh, I have friends that we can stay with.
1: Yeah. I think because I mean we we just wanted to travel yeah and like we wanted rapport, to explore and so yeah <laughs> driving up but the we coast. made it
0: work dude that's where like we freaking fell in love with the fray yeah yeah like that's where we we have all
1: those stories we fell in love with each other
0: <laughs> yeah we fell in love with each other we like uh, Nana and Tata and Four Finger and <laughs> and like going to the woods and playing Jap- uh, what is it Mexican train Mexican
1: train yeah. That all that's remote stuff. house yeah. yeah that was I mean that was as far as like forming a bond between the four of us I think that was yeah. an important that was
0: like where we became friends and
1: I think that's where we started talking about like hey we should like do a tour we should come yes, up here yes, and, yeah. and do that's that let's just
0: start dreaming about all that stuff
1: yeah and I think it was important for us to, to not just decide like we were going to be a band but it was important for us to be friends yes exactly right and I think with you know i knew ryan tangentially because of soul profits and i knew him because you were friends with him but i didn't become friends with ryan until we started forming this band yeah, until same we started thing talking
0: with, with hector like right. it's funny cuz it's like we were friends but you brought your friend and i brought my friend yeah and then we're like let's <laughs> we all, be all be friends, friends. <laughs> yeah
1: we're all friends yeah, yeah. and so that that kind of leads us to the formation of uh a fuse the official formation of fuse so i remember
0: we recorded a pre-EP which was that one we recorded at Eastlake.
1: Mhm. With Matt. Dude, <laughs> I remember the coolest campus. the coolest thing um, the coolest thing about recording at Eastlake was they had that rumble Yes, thing. that stage. And uh, and I remember standing on it and just like That was the most gimmicky thing I've ever seen, <laughs> but it was so cool like not only did my feet not hurt at the end of it but like i could actually feel you could like feel like all the vibrations, the vibrations the and, stuff. and it was really cool it was basically this little stage that the bass player stood on a stage on top of a stage a stage yeah. on top of a stage and it was maybe like a little square and i remember that whenever the kick drum would hit it would vibrate yeah and it had that sub kick yeah. yeah it had that sub kick and you would learn like you the bass player always plays with the kick drum so um it was meant to feel it and i thought that was at the time, I thought that was the coolest thing. But now looking back, I don't am Like that's so gimmicky. Yeah, like just it. listen. Just use your ears. Just use your ears. Yeah,
0: dude. Um, it's funny. Another little tangent. But I remember. Like, uh, sorry, now I remember. I had I went to East Lake because I've been mm-hmm. playing there the last couple weeks, and they had. Like, they a still little, have it. They had it? Well, they had. No, they had a team meeting. Guess where they had the team meeting at? In that upper campus. Yeah. In that little room where yep. we recorded the demo, mm-hmm. where Ryan was on the V drums. <laughs> And we, <laughs> we were overdubbing, like, just yeah. going straight in. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, I haven't been here in talk, this room since that
1: day. Talk about, yeah. Talk about full circle. I remember that was also the day that... I remember when we were when we recorded that first EP. The
0: pre-EP. The pre-EP. Yeah, yeah, like, the, pre, yeah the pre-EP. The, the pre-EP. first
1: recording that we ever did. Yeah,
0: that was the, our first, like...
1: Where Matt finally admitted that he had no clue what he was doing. Yeah. Um, I remember that was important, not just because we were finally like putting our stuff to tape, but because our digital or whatever, but because we were all willing to like put in the work. We were all willing to stay yeah. up late. We were all willing to do things over and over and over until we got it right. And that was really cool. Cause I consider myself like a pretty big perfectionist. Right. Yeah. And I'm definitely not perfect, but I strive to be. Yeah. And I always felt that, I was always concerned that you guys wouldn't share that same kind of work ethic. And frankly, you don't unless it has <laughs> something to do with music, right? Yeah. Um, because knowing you my entire life, I know that there are certain things that you give your everything to, and music is one of them. Yeah. And now I'm assuming your baby and your wife count, so. Yes, yeah, yeah. But at the time, you weren't married and you didn't have kids. So.
0: <laughs> so that was the that was the baby. Yeah. That was, yeah. But
1: I didn't know that up until that point, and so... The fact that we were, you know, staying up late and we were, we, I remember leaving the campus like super late sometimes. Super, dude, like, like 10 o'clock, I, uh, 11 like, o'clock, 12 o'clock, yeah. 1 o'clock. And I remember, I remember thinking like, wow, okay, like these guys are dedicated and it's hard to find people with that level of dedication. We saw that that doesn't always happen like with yeah. Isaiah, right? Um, We saw that even though Isaiah is a nice guy and even though he's pretty good at keys, like. He just he wasn't yeah. He was, just wasn't here to 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 hack it, right? Um but I remember that recording session kind of solidified like okay, these guys are committed. These guys yeah. want to do we're this. We're down.
0: We're 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 all about it. Yeah. And I think that was like that was the thing even though yes, you were dude, like big ups to you, Javier. I got to give you your, your props and your flowers because you were you know, you were the bass player and you were also like the band manager. So like you made sure that like you were the most responsible one out of all of us (laughs) again as 20 as 20 year olds like of course like and in a sense like out of all of us you were always like you know like way steps of steps ahead in terms of like you know organization and responsibility maturity but also like you knew you knew like that line you know you knew the line of like all right let's just like have fun like Let's like go do a show and like have fun, and get drunk. You know what I mean? Like, it's and, not fun. Like as like, as like kids, but also like you were like, I was trying to look at my phone because I remember I like, I, there's an email that I have where you literally plot out the month. Yeah. And I was, I, I, I found it. Like, I want to say like, dude, during the, 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 sh- the pandemic, like everything was shut down. And it's like, I remember like looking through my emails for some reason, like late at night and like finding the calendar that you wrote <laughs> of a month and it was like <laughs> m- like you know our, our our money's due for our loan to pay back <laughs> on the van and, and the album and then practice like ryan picks me up practice so-and-so set up you know you guys set. like i remember you were just always on it you know you guys
1: never listened we didn't listen we yeah. didn't listen we were very bad maybe we'd be famous now i if know but we always had fun we always had fun. And you know what? I it got it did get to a point. I mean, this is kind of foreshadowing later, but it did get to a point where I was concerned about like how much am I am I taking the fun out of all of this? I did I remember I remember near the end of it. I was really scared about not just for you guys, but for me. Like I don't want this to turn into something that's more of a job or more of a responsibility than it is to be fun. Yeah.
0: And, like an expression of art and
1: yeah like and, and and like and I said just looking looking ahead like I think eventually it turned into that yeah a little bit um but at the beginning like when we were recording at the at, at the upper campus that was yeah that I mean, was some like of less the best fun. yeah yeah so dude that summer fun.
0: that like 2007 is like the the probably one of the best summers of my life you yeah know? and like, that's and it's like that's, a top ten summer of my life
1: and like we were starting to play shows at that point right?
0: yeah so we were playing. That summer we were playing, um, definitely in the YMCA. <laughs> I don't know where else we were playing, but I I remember that summer when we became official. We like plotted out that whole next year mm-hmm. as like recording and playing shows and practicing. Those were like mm-hmm. the three goals. It's like we're gonna practice, we're gonna play, and we practice our ass off. You know, yeah. we'd practice every weekend at least once. You well, know? like
1: the the regular schedule would be we were in school so ryan and so eventually so after that summer that fall and then transferred back down to san diego yeah he so i went to dropped out of concordia went to southwestern was, college go go Jaguars. Go Jaguars. <laughs> and he um he was now living in san diego and so ryan and i every friday afternoon at like four o'clock when ryan was done with his last class he would come pick me up ryan and i would shoot down to san diego we'd get here we'd all have dinner and then we'd play from like from six like, seven eight o'clock yeah. at night from like, to like it was like
0: from seven to like 11 30 midnight yeah because at the church so so <laughs> concordia church used to be oxford, in Na- oxford on oxford and that place we could do whatever we wanted like no one there was no ever houses. called us yeah we had a space and i was i was helping out with the the music on sundays a little bit so they gave me permission to use the space and we would set up every, and we they even give us a little like, well, first off storage they give area. us a little storage mm-hmm. area, and then they give us a whole room, which was yeah. nice. Um, yeah, and
1: so every 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 weekend we'd get we'd come back, have dinner, practice till midnight, one o'clock in the morning, go home, sleep, wake up early in the morning, wake up eh, not early like nine o'clock. Yeah, get breakfast, go back, rehearse all day. Yes, That's literally cool. from like. 9, 10, 10, and 11. We'd either
0: click. play a show or rehearse pack up the or pack up the van. Or pack up the van. Yeah.
1: And then we would we would play and then we'd come back Sunday. We, Sunday we'd take off. We so would like take sat, off.
0: We'd practice all we'd practice Friday evening and mm-hmm. Friday night and all Saturday day Saturday evening if unless we had a show.
1: Yeah. And then Sunday Ryan and I would drive up to back to Irvine in LA and that was for a year <laughs> at least a Dude, year yeah and that was a brutal schedule i mean i remember at one point like right ryan, <laughs> ryan and i were talking on the way home and i remember being like man this is like exhausting driving every day every weekend down to san diego and then spending the whole time and then like when we go down like we didn't have time to do anything else like yeah every once in a while we'd go out like on a saturday night but
0: i feel like we would only let loose after we played a show because it's like kind of like uh, we don't often practice right now like we can yeah. like,
1: but i remember that, i remember that you know, there were even times where we would practice on sunday so throughout yeah. the whole time we were also starting to play at church and so sometimes on sundays we had we'd play a show yeah. late late saturday have to get up early to play at church on sunday and then we'd practice more on sunday mm-hmm. and so ryan and i wouldn't leave san diego till like yeah, you guys till like nine. I remember, dude. I remember one time we didn't leave till like midnight on Sunday, oh, and I had class the next morning, and we I didn't get there till like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. I remember that was just oh. it got brutal. Like I, that's something that only a 20, 21 year old. Can <laughs> yeah, do. exactly.
0: You only have that. That's only like that kind 20, of
1: twenty one year old energy. Yeah, now, but I remember I'd like we no. would
0: play like we played Emergenza, mm-hmm. we played Brick by Brick, yeah, we played. Um, epicenter yeah we play and then we played Twi- some stuff in Irvine twigs. too yeah twigs We played Lestats that whole year we were and then we were also recording our album
1: we were recording our album we were going up to LA that's the other thing that was killing us was that we but were we not we didn't
0: do the LA stuff till after our album right right yes right so that first year we were doing this stuff in San Diego and then I feel like after the album we moved toward LA Orange County Fullerton yeah but i remember that first year we were just like that was the grind year we were just like recording because that was the practicing and playing a couple shows but we weren't like going in because we were
1: and that was also the year that we were writing our entire catalog yeah i mean we everything that we played at every show was original yeah and so in order to building
0: up the the set
1: yeah and and in order to have like a full set list like 45 minutes to an hour yeah you had to have a lot of material and we yeah. would rotate songs and we would always
0: we, I, I remember we would never we would never play like a 20 minute set we'd always play at least like 40 minutes yeah
1: it was always a long set i remember we would at least play five songs yeah
0: at least we wouldn't play anything less than that
1: right and at like you know five minutes a piece right that's 25 yeah. minutes and then it was i mean it was um we were writing a lot of music and yeah it was cool because we could see, you know, Separate Ways was always in our set list because that was the Separate Ways, the Hurt, the Hurt, right? Definition um, of a kiss. Definition of a kiss. All of those songs were um, staples. You should, you should like put in some, some of our songs into the, into the recording, just to like, or like at, at know, some
0: point. Well, here's what I, I had. And I actually had. I actually thought about that. I want to like before when us four meet. I'm gonna make a playlist. Of like oh, all unreleased go. in our songs like just like a yeah. playlist of all our songs and then just like play it so we can like yeah well what do what was our like like kind of like our, the behind the scenes like yeah how do we think of this how do we write this so that yeah oh, like, that'll be cool. yeah that'll be cool like how was the rehearsal like
1: yeah no and, and and i remember that was just a really heavy writing and and you and hector were here at southwestern college and so i remember kind of what you and i used to do you started doing with hector uh, as far yeah. as writing
0: writing songs and kind of well i remember like me and hector would write the majority of the songs we'd bring it to you guys and you would like edit it and then we'd all arrange it
1: yeah i I remember that because i remember remember you you
0: would be more like you were more like producing in a sense where i was just like writing me and hector were just writing you were like more or less you were like producing and matt was like also producing and engineering because you were like this isn't good cut this out. Can we make this shorter? Like,
1: you know, you- <laughs> dude, do you remember that night that we spent maybe like three hours arguing all between us? Like you mean Matt and Hector, not really Ryan, but the rest of us were arguing <laughs> about whether a certain note fits on top of a certain chord. Yes. And we went into like this yes. hour long yeah. discussion about the theory behind this chord, just dude, one chord. Totally. And I remember, I mean, like we, yeah. There- to our credit we wanted to get it right.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. And there was even like I remember too, like we would always like there were songs that we'd like we would rewrite. Completely. Yeah. Like, Completely. Like from mm-hmm. like um like before your name. Mm-hmm. It was like it had like three different iterations.
1: Or like styles and like
0: Yes, yeah, where it was like more like the frayish and then we made it more yeah. playish yeah. and then we made it we edited we cut this down and we I remember we were very much like had it, how did that feel how did that yeah we were very like meticulous which was good
1: and i really liked that we were also willing to experiment with different styles right and we mm-hmm. like the hurt was very different from definition of a kiss yes, which yeah. was very different from separate ways like yes. we we went out or of even like
0: um getting rid of in the way
1: or getting you yeah right like we kind of like
0: rockabilly yeah get back loretta vibe the hurt was very much like a, like a rock rooney, like a punk rock yeah punk rock rooney and then uh, Separate Ways was like a John Mayer vibe.
1: Yeah, and we That's always it. and I think I think part of you know our songwriting, growing in our songwriting was experimenting with different.
0: Yeah, dude, I feel like that to me has always been like that. What that time to me as like a writer and like producer has like always like sh- I guess given me the experience that like the best idea wins. Yeah, like in a sense, like, take your selfish ego out the door, because if you think it's good and someone has something better, you just better be like open to be like, all right, you win. Yeah. And and, and not not in not like not them winning is not like you losing. It's the song wins. Right. You know? Right. And I think that really taught me because there were so many times where I'm like, I ha- I held onto ideas so hard. And then once it was proven wrong, like the note was wrong or <laughs> or the arrangement was wrong or like this, this is like too much or like, dude, I listened to um don't and I feel like that had such a potential but like I feel like that was a song where I was like I- it has to be this way yeah and like it never like could like it's like if we simplified it if we cut all the fat out it could be like something really cool and groovy but it ended up being like this like very like mushy song
1: you know what the best part of that song was was the chorus yes exactly (laughs) so it's like
0: i feel like if it's like we like you know but it's like now i'm like or the verse yeah now i'm like okay if i was like a little bit more humble mature mature i could be like all right okay like this isn't like about me winning this is about the song winning yeah so i feel like that like that experience always like taught me that like not to hold on to things so tight
1: but you but you also learned you know this was part of your growing experience right like you wouldn't be the songwriter or producer that you are today without going through the phase of you know learning how to work with other people learning yeah. how to listen the would, parts
0: collaboration is key. and like i even like i feel like because of like my experience always being with someone like i never was a solo artist never intended to dream <laughs> yeah and I never th- like I, I had the chops, but it's like I, now as like a writer and producer, like I always want to do things with people. I never want to do anything alone, yeah. Because I feel like I need, I need that that back and forth. I need that, that someone to
1: bounce it off. Uh, of uh, you.
0: Yes, I need another pair of ears. And I think that's just like some people can do it. Some people can do it the other way. But I think like because of my journey and because of my experience, like. I just have that ingrained. That's part of me. Like, if I want to make the best stuff, I need, I need, I need to have someone else to bounce it off of.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah, there, there are people. Collaborational, I, I think, brings but out I the best. That, I will say this. I do think that your solo stuff, I mean, stands on its own in, in a great way. Like, I've heard your solo stuff. I've heard what you've continued to do. But it, But again, to, it's always been with people. Years. Yeah, but even, but I mean, like, maybe I've been a little bit,
0: I've been more like you, like manager, like in charge, (laughs) like, hey, we got to do this, like work on this, like, hey, like get shit done. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's figure out this course right now. You know, (laughs) like I've had to take more of that role. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, like, let me just like, you know, be (laughs) the free, free spirit. But I do think it's like everything has always been like in collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like what's been like the key.
1: And I mean, when we were when we were doing all that songwriting, like it was, it was a it was a good democracy, right? Yeah, it like, was. It was a lot of um, musicality between the four of us, and what idea wins best, and what. Yes. You know, totally. whatever.
0: Yeah, like the idea wins, the arrangement wins, the set list wins. <laughs> really. Oh. Sure. Sorry, side note. There's a helicopter with a spotlight now outside. <laughs> I'm back in San Diego, baby. <laughs> You're back in San Diego. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. Um okay, then let's talk real quick um about Fuse and the Technical Fest. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so we went on our on our on our um tour. We recorded our first EP. We were playing in L.A. We played at the Rainbow Room. We played at Whiskey. What, three times? We
1: played at... Um, what was the other one? We played at... Um, it was the one in Anaheim. Um, the
0: with... Cabana Club? No. no, no that's, that's that another. was in L.A.
1: It was in Anaheim. Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction. Do mm-hmm. you know, I feel like... Are any of those venues still... I mean, the Whiskey's always going to be open. But. I don't know. But I feel like that second year,
0: as a band, we got to like play all the places we wanted to play. You
1: and know? that was cool. I mean like so after we recorded our first EP we kind of started submitting some demos and we uh we got ripped off by a promoter. Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Damn you Red Dragon. But to to their credit I mean they did kind of open up a lot of doors and they didn't do too much other than get me in contact with the people that I needed to contact, right? Yeah. Dude, I, I
0: remember there was one show On that tour, we literally played for an empty room. No one,
1: not even the bartender. One
0: guy, one guy walked in, and then he just walked
1: through. And then I think he went to the bathroom. That was in Reno. That was in Reno. (laughs) And I remember he stayed for like a minute, and then he left. (laughs) Oh man, that was brutal. We kind of treated it. We're just like that's practice as a rehearsal. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I always thought about it like, this is just going to be a story that we're going to tell. Here we are at some point. Yeah. Um that is gonna you know just be part of our story and but but the good thing was that at i mean at some point like i was in i was in i was able to just call up the booking manager at whiskey gogo and say hey we want to play the show this weekend can you make it happen or i could call up at the cabana club yeah i called them up and said hey yeah like i I had these people's numbers on my phone and they knew who i was you knew the
0: the booking managers you knew the sound guys right you knew like everyone in the
1: the yeah, did you like doing that? Oh, I love doing it. Really? I loved doing it. I, because you
0: were you were good at it. Because I remember, like, I like I hate doing that because I just don't like confrontation. You know? Well, I mean, like, personal. look at, But also, it's like not not that it's confrontational, but it is very much like an ask. Like, you have to yeah. like, hey, this is what I need. This is what we want to do. Can we do this? Can you make it happen? Well, I mean, look at my you job know? now. I know. I know. Right? Like, I know. I'm you're, an attorney. <laughs> yeah, you're you're always asking. You're always <laughs> like I making, have no, You're always putting things in motion, you know, like whether they're uncomfortable or not, you know. Yeah,
1: I have no problem with talking to people and saying, "Hey, this is what we need," or "Hey, this is what we'd like to do." Yeah, dude, that how can we make that it theme of like you like
0: getting being someone who like gets stuff done. You take yeah. it. You know how they always say like they need every team needs someone who like can like drive the ball home. Yeah, not they don't have to be like Steph Curry, or shooting you know, but they have to be the one that like you give them the ball that like they take it
1: that last twenty yards you know. Well, you know, you know it's it's funny. It's like I feel
0: like that's you always drive it home.
1: Like, it's funny because now I'm into golf. Like I'm really into golf. Yes. Like that's like my, I know I see that I love golfing, but and I always want to do golf trips, but I never want to be the guy that plans it, like. <laughs> now i'm just like over it like i've done that for so many idea. years yeah i've planned so many things i, I just want somebody else to plan it. and that's yeah. why we never go on golf trips <laughs> like i just went on a golf trip this weekend and somebody else planned it
0: yeah and that's why you went
1: and that's why i went but um no i loved i loved doing that aspect of it like i do feel like it kind of distracted me a little bit from the music the music side of it and i loved the music side of it but at at one point, I want. I felt like I. That's kind of what I. The direction I wanted to be with my career, right? Like, oh, maybe I want to be a, a, a music attorney, or or maybe I want to yeah, be an agent. An attorney, agent, yeah. An yeah. agent, like think you know Ari from Yeah, we were always you know. watching. We were watching the Mad <laughs> <laughs> Entourage. Entourage. Entourage, right? Entourage. And I always <laughs> and I always thought that Ari was like the coolest character, right? Because he, he is was the he character. was the one that yeah. Um and I loved that, man. I did love that. And I wish at some point I remember thinking like maybe I should just do this. Like maybe yeah. this should just be my job. And I remember at at one point we did get uh manager. Um what was his name? Is that Larry? Larry. And not I Larry he was, not Larry from Soul Profits. No, other Larry, Larry Glitz City. Other Larry Glitz City. Dude, that was and uh, he was god-awful
0: yes that was that moment remember i i I shared when we well first off when i ran into that that wall (laughs) that billboard or whatever um and then that's when we that's that night we met james valentine
1: that's the night that we met james valentine he was with us yeah um i remember thinking like this guy is such a clown like he has no idea what he's doing and that was that was around the time where i was thinking like maybe i should be the manager manager. maybe this is something that i should do full-time and like we can find another bass player and stuff but i never really wanted to do that because i always i i still love playing music you know this was well and you
0: and you were you were able to do both yeah that's the thing it wasn't like one i didn't feel like one was taken away from the other because you were at rehearsal you your parts we all were like yeah but you were just carrying this other
1: weight. there was also a part of me that was like i just want to be a musician like, yeah. I don't want to have to worry about this. Or I just want to be the manager and not yeah, to worry yeah. about this. Because you don't after want you guys would go to sleep or, like, go away, like, I was still contacting booking managers and yeah. I was still contacting venues and trying it's to get things obvious. done. Do you remember that one time that we had a show that we weren't on the on the set list? We weren't on, the, we weren't on the on the bill. And I called up the manager to the Rainbow Room and I was like, hey, we need a book tonight. Yes. Yeah. And we showed oh, yeah. up.
0: Well, we didn't have a show that night, and you've we were got us to a, you a got show. us a show that night, and I got us a show yeah. at the Rainbow Room that yeah.
1: night. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, it got to that point where yeah. I had in in L A. Like, who do I know in L A.
0: You're a 20 year old kid. I'm
1: a I'm a 21 year old kid <laughs> in L A. Like, I I'm from San Diego. I have no real ties to L A. And yeah. all of a sudden, I'm calling up these booking managers, being like, "Hey, put us on the bill." Today. Yeah. So, hey, that but that was
0: cool. That was pretty cool. I am pretty cool. I feel like you. Well, you had the the tools you had the personality you had the the charm to like you know and you had the business sense to like not only like get us in the door but also like back us up as we're you know yeah yeah getting ready to put you know because there's a difference (laughs) between like just like snooze schmoozing your way in it's like you got to have like the you got to be able to back it up and you're always able to back it up. Well,
1: and I think part of what was able to back me back it up was that a lot of these people had seen us play before. Yeah. A lot of these people have heard us. And like the one common thing that we had every time we played somewhere was like everyone was always like fascinated by us. And I'll be honest, like looking back on it, like, I don't know that we were that good. Maybe we were, maybe we weren't.
0: I don't think, I don't think we were, we were like great because if you think about it, like, We were a young band. I wasn't like the best. I wasn't the best singer. We weren't the best musicians. But what we had was two things. I felt like we had energy. And I felt we had the element of surprise. Because what people would always talk about was what? The successful bass transfer. (laughs) Yes. So like we had little things in our show that we know would like kind of set us apart. Like pulling out the saxophone and you playing a solo like like Hector jumping on bass so you could yeah. play sax or like us doing like these like things, to like just kind of like add a little bit of the showmanship, you know?
1: But we also had a lot of, I will give us credit in that we did have a lot of musicality. We did have, yeah. you know, our we were songs always trying new things. Yeah. And our songs were, I think creative. I think our songs were different than anything yeah. that I had ever heard. Um, And so I think that was part of the attraction. I think that was part of the allure from, from yeah, these booking managers, but yeah. um, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know that we were maybe as good as we. Yeah, were. we weren't. We weren't as good as we thought, but we weren't but as everyone, bad as we But thought. everyone loved us. Everyone I mean, liked this. Yeah, everyone loved us.
0: Okay, so we played these these gigs. We were Fuse. Maybe talk a little bit about the 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 ending
1: chapter of that of Fuse. Um. So the end was kind of it kind of you know to this day i still don't really know what it was about like i feel like we had a lot of momentum going but i also feel like we had well a couple things we kind of we kind of hit a crossroads yeah i think it got to the point where we hit a crossroads about how far are we going to take this right and after gigging every weekend after driving well, down from we, college we
0: had also lost ryan we had also had lost brought ryan. someone else
1: and God, that was brutal
0: and that was also a hard transition for us
1: like because this drummer was just someone who did not mesh with our style did not yeah. know what how to he, how to
0: yeah he was like a good musician play. but like stylistically like even like um like inspiration and like influences that we had, like he didn't share,
1: he just didn't fit in,
0: yeah. And I think after that, like that felt like that was kind of like the beginning of the end. I, yeah, because Ryan, I cause, know I was like kind of like looking for, I was wanting to go to 10 year Christian and do like worship stuff, and
1: yeah, and I and I and I don't exactly remember the reason why Ryan left, I remember that he left, um. Right when I think we were hitting like a, a point where we were gonna have to make a decision, like, are we gonna keep yeah. doing this? Or is this something that we think that we can eventually turn into something that we can live off of? I felt
0: like there was like a, a crossroads, like you said, like where we were like, we have to move to LA and give it our all, or we stop here.
1: Yeah, and I don't think any of us were willing to do that. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, at some point, I feel like every band goes through that, hits that point. And I mean, it's scary, right? Like yeah. you, you have to find a way to f- pay your bills. You have to find a way to, um, not only work, whatever menial job you're going to have to pay your rent, but also find time to rehearse and find time to practice, to, um, play shows and just do all yeah. that kind of stuff. And still and you maintain your like, you hear your like friendship and relationship. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like you hear the stories of, of LA people, people who are now famous, working as waiters or working as busboys or bartenders or whatever. And like that was a real thing that they had faith in whatever talent they have. And that's what propelled them to become who they were and they got a break and there was some luck involved. But I think all of us were too conservative to, to take that
0: leap. To take that leap. You know, I've like,
1: I've never said
0: this to anyone, but I, I really, like, looking back at it now, I kind of feel like if we would have gotten, like, I I went to Nam a couple weeks ago with Larry, and, like, even, like, thinking about, like, Larry like, from Soul Perfect. Yeah, Larry from Soul Perfect. And I even thinking, like, man, if we would have, like, if maybe also, like, I would have, like, also, like, been humble, like, been okay with, like, being a songwriter and a guitarist and being, like, backup singer, you know, something like that. Yeah, but and even... Like, well, even, like, letting Larry be, like... Uh, even, like, I'm thinking, like, man, what if we, like, join with Larry back in the day? Like, where could we be, you know? Like, not, not, that, not that I'm thinking, like, oh, like, why didn't we do this? But I'm even thinking, like, man, like... What could have been? What could have been? Like, if we would have... Because I felt, like, always, like, our weakest link was, like, of course, like, the lead vocals. And, of course, that's just, like, just, like, leveling up as musicians, you know? Like, we were always, like, this one level of musicians. And, like, if we would have leveled up... And all, like, been better. I feel like our songs were good, but our musicality was, like, always, like, reaching up to there, like, you know, like, in terms of, like, you know, Ryan was, like, still, like, learning how to, like, groove with us. Hector was really good, and, like, you were good, but it was, like, there were all these, always these pieces that were, like, kind of missing. Yeah. And I always think, like, man, if we would have had, like, an amazing lead singer, like, like, Larry join us like could we have like moved would that have given us enough um motivation to move to la and like really make it if we had all these pieces because i feel like we're always lacking a couple pieces you know what i mean
1: honestly i don't think that would have changed it and i'll tell you why Is because we had a good following we had a bunch of people that would come listen to us but
0: we had a good little this
1: was all this was all like early facebook early Like, MySpace was still a thing. YouTube was just starting. YouTube was just starting. And, like, we didn't have access to the social medias or or social medias. I sound like an old man. Yeah. To the social media or to, like, the platforms that are available now, right? In order to publish our music, we had to use CD Baby (laughs) and, like, sell physical copies of CDs. Like, now you can just put your music on Spotify and YouTube and iTunes or Apple Music. It's easy. Right? You literally
0: pay $20 and you can put it all on there
1: yeah and i don't and i don't and i'm not saying that to say that it's easier for people to get famous now but it is easier to build a following it is easier back in our day we we had this literally word of mouth and give free tickets away and
0: i feel like the pie was uh, had like six or seven big slices Mm -hmm. and now the pie has like 20 like 30 slices you know yeah and i feel like if we were a band now like if we were 20 years old now we could find a slice that we could own and we could like right build to something you know like right. we could have a following and like get that following to support us and like keep us going even though yeah. we wouldn't have to make it huge but we would have like enough to like fund albums and projects and like you know a yeah. little bit of you know what i mean stuff like that and, okay.
1: I, and i and i do and i do think like the musicality would have eventually evolved and gotten better right like yeah I, I remember we did confront you about like, dude, we just need a better singer. Like that's yeah. just the bottom line. Yeah. And you're like, no, this is my music. This is my song. Um, And like, yeah, if you were, if you were a little more that was mature like or on. humble, yeah. yeah. M- you know, maybe we could have explored that. But at the same time, even if we had gotten a, a a better singer or even had we gotten more musically inclined, I mean, at the end of the day, what sells music, the way that you make a music living off of music is selling music. Yeah. and and, marketing and honestly even with another singer i don't know that we would have had maybe the faith or maybe the um enthusiasm enthusiasm or drive to to move to l.a right because i know speaking on my end like i was always so focused on like how am i going to grow up how am i going to provide for me and my family and stuff like even at a young age i had that thought and i never wanted to be a failure yeah and so
0: music had a lot of yeah ability that.
1: and at some point it got to like okay dude i'm 23 years old like and now like i'm 30 i'm gonna be 34. yeah and thinking back to like dude you were 23 you had all the time in the world yeah you're a kid but back then i put a lot of pressure on myself and and i think matt and i always thought very similarly and i think matt kind of had that same feeling of Mm -hmm. like Look, this is this needs to erupt soon, or, or we're just gonna because we also, him and I, not to say that you guys don't, but him and I had like a lot of potential to do other things, yeah. And yeah. eventually, you know, I, I went and I became a lawyer, he went into got, like he went into postal, law enforcement, yeah, yeah, right. And so, we had we knew that we had a lot of potential.
0: Well, you knew you had other options that you could be successful at right
1: and i wouldn't have to worry yeah. about my paycheck and stuff yeah. but and i mean it's one of those things where you wish that when you were younger like if i had the knowledge i have now when i was 23 i would have moved to la yeah i would have done all that. well
0: stuff. dude i always felt like I, I always felt like that was the next that was the next step like in a sense not that like we didn't take it but that was the next thing we needed to cross that was the next bridge we needed to figure out. Yeah. Are we gonna to move to LA or no? Because we couldn't we couldn't get where we wanted to be in San Diego. Right. And LA we knew was like we were like becoming bigger fish in the small pan, pond in San Diego. Yeah. And if we wanted to really like get that next tier, we needed to become smaller fish in, and,
1: in, and we were in net, LA. I mean we were networking with a lot of bands in San yeah. Diego. We knew you know get back loretta at the time we knew like all these they
0: were like the biggest band and yeah they were hometown heroes
1: and so and so playing getting shows in san diego wasn't a problem right like that was easy and that was
0: becoming easy that was becoming easier yes
1: and so by the end of by the end of our uh, by the end of fuse like we had kind of outgrown san diego and so you know, outgrowing San Diego, you're right. The next step that we needed to take was to move to LA. And I don't know that I was ready for it, you know, especially cause I was still in college at the time I was like trying to finish up. You were still in college. Hector was still in college. Like you guys hadn't graduated. You guys were like on the 10 year track to finish college. And it got to the point where like the question of, do you drop out of college? Um, become an, uh, become an issue and i know ryan you know kind of say thinks the same way as, as matt and i do in that it was very conservative it's a lot more i want to make sure that i can provide for my family i want to pro- make sure that i can provide for myself in the future and so i don't know that ryan was in the in the mindset so yeah if you weren't going to drop out of college if if ryan wasn't going to drop out of college if i wasn't going to drop out of college yeah. if we weren't going to make this our thing then what are we doing then what are we doing yeah and it, and, and we just didn't get to that that point and yeah you know maybe we would have made it maybe we wouldn't have we don't know but but what we do have it or are, maybe we would have been a moderate success and still ended up having to like <laughs> yes yeah. you know because i remember how we were losing a lot of money too i remember at the time when we were doing we, we were
0: and we were well dude we took out that loan with mark and we were paying for yeah. equipment and van and cds and
1: yeah tickets
0: yeah tickets dude the pay for play thing was always super sketch. Like we barely made it.
1: Yeah. I remember we, we, we would owe a lot of money after our shows and like we get paid, but that would barely give us enough money to get back home in a yeah. van. Right. Do you remember that, that
0: on that tour, like we barely made enough to like mm-hmm. cover gas. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is the struggle that all, all musicians yeah. go through and it was kind of fun going through it because we always in the back of our minds had the safety net of like, We're gonna have someone to bail us out yeah we never had to worry about (laughs) we're all like for the most part middle class middle middle class kids kids,
0: uh, with like you know parents who are like can be okay
1: and we all had we all had that that safety net but at the end of the day like i know i didn't want to take advantage of it and i yeah we don't want to
0: like right that's true
1: so i think when we got to that crossroads we eventually just made a decision yeah that it just music might be our thing, but it's not going to be our, our profession. Career, yeah. And that was hard. Like that was hard to deal with. Um, at the time, because I mean, at that, up until that point, like this was what I had dedicated so much time yeah. and so much money to. And, and we had all dedicated all this mon- time and money to it. Yeah. Time, money, effort, energy, and
0: resources.
1: For us just to walk away without. Anything at the to time really show. it felt at the time it felt like we had nothing to yeah. show and now that we're older now that we're more mature I think like we can realize that this was a pivotal moment in our lives a pivotal yeah. moment in our musicianship a pivotal moment in becoming who we are today and having the friendships that we have today and yeah. our foundations of who we are which
0: if at the end of the day like the only thing we have to show for it is that we have friendships and stories and right that's that's a that's i mean i look at that now as like that's beautiful you know yeah. a lot of people don't have those stories you know like right. you know they're like oh i went to college and i made some friends and then i don't talk to them and now I'm, <laughs> i have a job you know it's like they don't have like yeah we we went to play at the cabana club and like freaking timberland was there you know like <laughs> stuff like that you know
1: yeah and it makes it easy whenever you get asked that stupid question about share a fun fact about yourself <laughs> yeah, it's like well exactly. after after college it's a great ice, law school, icebreaker I uh I, I played for hundreds of people and yeah. then I played for a room full of nobody.
0: <laughs> so um well real quick, I remember like we played at the was it the Sun Festival? Sun Festival? A sun, it was in Barrio Logan and
1: we played for a lot of oh, people. Yeah. We well that was sun? the day that, that was the that was the festival that Frankie J that we opened for yes, Frankie J, right? And we
0: played for like there was a hundred hundreds of people there.
1: There were at least a couple thousand.
0: I would, I, yeah, it was probably uh, definitely at least a thousand. It was probably more.
1: Yeah, that was a cool. That was a that cool was a show. dope event. Yeah, that was a big. And stage. that was again. That was again some more evidence of us kind of growing in San Diego and becoming a bigger band yeah. in San Diego. And you We're know, when
0: outgrowing our our shoes. Yeah,
1: and, and I don't even know about outgrowing, but I I remember that I remember thinking like, okay, like we've gotten we've conquered San Diego we're hitting all the bucket lists we're San hitting Diego all the buckets exactly totally. exactly right like if we wanted to play a show on the weekend we always knew who to call okay. and where to and we could get it right um, although the one that plays that we never that I never played I know that you played there but that I never played with Fusei was at the House of Blues House of Blues yeah I always wanted to play there and I didn't but
0: hey we oh, <laughs> I know the guy oh I knew the guy that was like six years yeah. ago we should brush we should but brush yeah, up yeah. on our yeah. side <laughs> Well, hey, those are some of the best years of my life. I will always say that. Like yeah. that's two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Those summers are like classic. They could be a movie, you know.
1: Well, and it was even like two through two thousand nine.
0: Yeah, nine exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those like from oh six to like t- twenty ten was like mm-hmm. the the golden pivotal year. Just like youthful California, yeah, fun band playing years, you know.
1: And like, and you gotta, you gotta hand it to your parents, my parents, Hector's parents, Ryan's parents. I mean, like the amount of support that we got from people.
0: And they would, they would come to LA. Dude, I've been, I've been going to LA sometimes with uh, Dana for her work. And dude, I'm like, how did we do this all the time? (laughs) Like, this is not an easy drive. Like, and you guys never had to drive it. I did. Yes. Yeah. It was always you or Ryan.
1: Driving it. nine passenger van yeah yeah that was that was rough but i mean we had i think what the support that we have enabled us to kind of yeah experience that and and experiment i hope that and- i hope that if anyone like our parents are our, our close friends who supported us during that time i hope they realize that even though like we're not playing national tours and even though we're not yeah, releasing our sixth album, like studio album, like that was a pivotal time in our life. That was a very
0: transformative,
1: formative, and formative in, in a time that we were growing. Yeah. And I think that plays a lot into who I am. Yeah, I think I it plays into a lot into who you are and who yeah. Hector is, 100%. who Ryan is. Um. And like I'll I'll always be grateful for that. Those are things
0: that like I'm so glad I experienced them. Yeah, yeah. And we got to experience them together.
1: Yeah. I just wish my parents hadn't didn't make me buy that (laughs) bass off of eBay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right, Avia. So tell us real quick, where are you with music now? What are you doing with music now? And
1: so it's kind of funny because um, it wasn't until the last year that I really got back into music. So after Fousey broke up, I went to. Uh, law school That i was in 2011 and i threw myself completely into it right like i think 2011 was the first time since we had met in 2000 99 2000 yeah. that we spent a lot of time apart that we didn't really talk yeah. as much as we had used to we used to talk We um, kind of
0: had a little like separation like pause yeah
1: yeah and it wasn't and it wasn't that there was anything wrong with our relationship or that there
0: we were just both exploring different things and
1: right and i remember that i mean like we'd still do things here and there like i remember i played at your senior recital at yeah it's Anyo christian like it's not that we didn't have a friendship anymore it's just we were kind of doing we didn't have a musical our separate things yeah. we didn't have that musical connection yeah. the way we used to and on top of all of that law school ain't easy yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah and so i kind of had to throw myself into law school I decided that okay, if you're not going to be a musician, and you're deciding you're going to be a lawyer, you need to throw yourself into yeah. that the way that you threw yourself into being, uh, you know, a touring yeah. musician. And I worked my ass off in law school. Yeah. Um, I thank God I passed the bar the first time, right? Because I again Let's studied go. that. Uh, I studied for the bar like crazy. Um. And then I and then I became an attorney and through law school through studying for the bar and through trying to get a job and and grow in my actual career that was paying me money a lot of my musical outlets just kind of fell by the wayside right like i hadn't i haven't touched my saxophone in i don't i don't even know how many years yeah. it's been at least 5 years since i've picked it up um my guitar was sitting in my closet gathering dust my bass same thing like i think on a couple occasions the four of us got together just to kind of mess around and and we had a couple little jam sessions but but nothing like it was just for fun yeah yeah and i was going through my career and trying to do the best that i could in my career and i picked up other hobbies like i you know i started playing golf and i found other things that gave me joy but i never lost that musical spark right like Uh i always had that love for music and I still listen, like the one thing that still maintains our, our friendship is like, oh, did you listen to this or have you heard that yeah. or have you heard this song? Or like every time we hang out, we'll, we'll watch YouTube videos on like these obscure like bands or groups <laughs> or singers. And like, I still have that passion and desire to find these new, like the new thing in music. Yeah. Right. But I also like, I don't keep up with, music equipment anymore. I don't keep up with the new guitar equipment. I don't keep up with, you know, the things that I used to obsess over and look at and Mm -hmm. know the ins and outs of everything. Yeah. And last year, it got to the point where I was like, man, I really miss that. I really wish that I still had all of that in my life. But I didn't know what to do. I, I considered like maybe I should enroll in southwestern college and join the wind ensemble, so I can learn, so I can keep playing saxophone. Maybe I should like see if I can find a cover band that I can join, or like yeah. you know go on Craigslist. I don't know. Like I was just thinking of things of ways to have that music all up because yeah. after so last year was twenty twenty one, so ten years, yeah, of just being yeah, completely out of it. Um. Because when did you I finish? I, when did I graduated you... law school in twenty fourteen. So you started took in the bar in twenty twenty at the end of twenty fourteen,
0: and you ended band in twenty eleven, because you jumped into band after Fuse ended.
1: Jumped at, at that hilltop. Yeah. Y- yeah, I did that two thousand. No, I did that two thousand ten.
0: So that's, so right, you were like overlap. There was overlap. So yeah, like, there was a little yeah. bit of overlap. Yeah,
1: and I remember. I last year I was thinking like how do I get back into this like what do I do, and something that we didn't really talk about but I think needs to be mentioned is that throughout this entire time that you and I were playing at band or playing shows in L.A. and playing here in San Diego, we were also playing at churches. Yeah, a lot of a churches, lot of churches. Right. I remember. I remember at one point like we were playing at three or four churches. A, so we were a playing- Sunday.
0: We, so Two there was a time after, I think it was like right around, it was right right when you finished law school and right before I moved to Portland. It was like a two-year period where it's like, we would play at Concordia, Pastra Cephas, and the edge. Shadow Mountain, and then, the edge. And then the, or The Edge.
1: Yeah. And we were playing, I mean. So we were at least playing
0: three services on a Sunday. Yeah. And, so, and it was definitely you and me. It was you and me, sometimes Hector or sometimes Ray would join. But, but even before it was then, like you, me, and Sarah for the most part. Like we were, it was like us three. Yeah.
1: But even before that, like we were, we were playing at Concordia. Uh, yeah. We were playing at the East Oxford campus. We were yeah. playing a lot of church. We were still playing church services. And so weaved in and out of all of this yes, that yeah. we've talked about. We've been playing at church. And when you went to portland i stopped playing at church i i really stopped playing completely um but i always had that desire so i was i was i was always asking like how am i gonna do this yeah and it's weird because around the same time a good friend of mine um danny Liera, was tapped to be the worship pastor at an at a church mm-hmm. and this is a church that's in santee and we were just danny's my barber yeah i mean he's a good friend of mine but he's also my barber and so he was getting my haircut one time shout out to danny shout out danny baby and um one day he's like hey i just got this opportunity we're trying to build musicians we're trying to build a musicianship you know you mentioned that you used to play at churches are you this something that you're interested in and i said yeah sure and so i came in and i'm pretty sure that when i first got there like they were like, okay, let's see what this guy can actually yeah, do. Yeah. Like. <laughs> let's see if he sucks. But I, I feel like I, I mean, I could hang. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, I'm able to. I was able to start coming in. Oh, so because when we were playing at churches, I was also very in tune with what the popular church songs were and what.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Popular what groups on were. on the church yeah. song and
1: all that kind of stuff. And again, when I stopped playing at church, I kind of fell out of all of that. Yeah. And when I started playing again with Danny, there were like groups that I had never heard of, songs that I had never <laughs> heard of, artists I'd never heard of. And so it was a steep learning curve because yeah. we were playing with when I was playing with you, I knew all of these songs already. Yeah. And I didn't have to give it a second thought. So I could just pick up the bass and Yeah. And, and they were
0: they were like as you were learning them, they were coming out in right. a sense. Like Right. You I were, was very on top of we it. You were very on top. Yeah.
1: And so I mean it just goes to show you that like you step out of music for a few years and you're starting over. Oh yeah. And so now, you know, I'm I'm coming back into all of the church music, all of the, you know, elevation worship and yeah. you know the, the the all the collectives and everything. Yeah. And we play a lot of their songs. And so I'm getting myself back in tune. And like now it's gotten to the point where sometimes I'll be the music director at church yeah. and like I'll you know kind of get that satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um and I don't know, like maybe after, maybe soon I will, I'll join another band. I'll do some more gigging. Yeah. I'll do some some other stuff. But for now, I like my it. main outlet is playing at church. church and- yeah. Well, I feel like
0: church is also such a great way to like, like the stakes are. I mean this in a way, like because church is like a collective community. You know the stakes aren't high. You know. Right. Like, and it's a way where everybody understands like. You're a musician, you're contributing, you know, you're 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 part of this experience, you know. It's not like people are eyeing you like, mm, what is he gonna do? Like, yeah, is he impress me, you know? It's like, hey, like we're is here for per- a different this, purpose. Yeah, we're here for a higher purpose, you know. Yeah. So I feel like that's always a good way to kind of like dust off the cobwebs in a musical sense, but also contribute, you know, in a in a deeper sense. But but in a sense, like, you know, it's not like you're like yeah. Stepping into like a cover band and being like, okay, like if, <laughs> if this is bad, like, you know, like the bride and groom are going to be pissed yeah. that I've like fucked up their wedding, you know? Like, <laughs> and it, I mean, it helps that yeah.
1: I've, I've probably made more money in the last year playing at church. we did the entire <laughs> yeah, time we yeah, were with yeah. it, but, um, and I mean, it's not about the money, but yeah. it is, it is, you know, a good way to, to play music. And the other thing too, is that you're, you're meeting a lot of musicians. So you know this very well. Like the church yeah. community. It's is, such a great way to network. Yeah. It, it is so and tight. Everybody the, knows. who Everyone is, knows. And also
0: like a lot of the church musicians. I feel like here in San Diego. I don't want to say especially because I haven't played in. I mean, I played in Portland. <laughs> church community was a little different there. But here there's great musicians. Because they do more than that. They do more than the church. Right. They're like playing. They're playing in cover bands. They're right. playing at jazz this. Or like whatever. Or they're, they're studying at, music. Yeah, they're studying. So it's like you get musicians who are like very well-rounded.
1: there's this very
0: networking it's great place to just meet musicians who are at a at a musical caliber that you respect and that you honor and that you want to like connect with and like keep building on a personal relationship besides like a you know
1: there's this kid there's this kid who plays at, at my church who he's 20 years old he dude he it's so funny man because i look at him he's 20 years old he was born in 2002. Like, when we were getting he'd, he'd in the joint. He didn't even jungle. know any given Thursday. Yeah, he, he wasn't <laughs> even alive when that album was recorded. And this kid, I think he's going to Southwestern or Grossmont or, or City College. Like, he's in community college. He's playing guitar. And he's phenomenal. He's an amazing guitarist. But I look at him and I'm like, dude, you have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Like, you were so young. And I remember when I was your age, like, I wasn't, but you guys were at Southwestern yeah. College. And it just, it's just funny how
0: how you see that I see it looking back dude it's funny you mentioned that there's um I'm playing at Eastlake and there's this kid who's like his name's Chris he's at goes to Point Loma he's a music major and he's a junior and he's going to um he he was playing with me a couple services very good like all into like John Mayer all into like all the stuff we love you know like Dave Matthews band Laney like um all the, like, Tom Meesh, you know, all the good stuff, you know? And he was like, hey, man, like, I'm not going to be around for this summer. I'm going to go to L.A. with my friends. And, like, we're going to all, like, rent our house. And, like, I'm going to try to do some music stuff. And I'll be back for the fall. And I was like, dude, go do that. Go, like, go. Yeah. Don't, like, don't look back. Yeah. Just, like, go do it. And, like, give it a shot. Like, if yeah. it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like, yeah. at least you give it a shot. Yeah. And that's what I always feel like with us is, like, we gave it a shot. We have no regrets, you know? No." Like but we do have experience, we have stories and and out of that we have like deep friendship, you know? Yeah. Deep relationship. Like we'll always be bonded for life because of those experiences we shared. And the ones we continue to have, but it's like those were like formative. Yeah. Like we can always look back as those at those times as like not only meaningful, not only formative, but they were like an exploration that we all got to experience at the same time, yeah. you
1: know? And it's cool to be on this side of it where like we're more stable now. We're we're all married. Yeah. Um. You know, you have you you and Hector have kids, and and we all have careers. We have and, like, careers. We're all doing whatever, right?
0: We're all like we're all married. You know, all this. You know, and we're and
1: we're looking back at kids who are twenty years old, yeah. twenty one years old, who are just like going through this, and like part of my part of me is envious because I I missed that time in my life. Yeah. But part of me is like, you know, go get them. Yeah. kid. Like go yeah. go do it.
0: Exactly. And I feel like. If we miss it, we did something right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like if For we're sure. like, like, oh, I don't want to live that that again. That was horrible. No, <laughs> like, no, I like I miss that. Like, yeah, that means like we really like fulfilled and like really like gave it our all so much that we want to feel that again at some yeah. level, you know, in 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 you know reminiscing and nostalgic. And I feel ways, like, you know?
1: I feel like the worst part about all of this is that. You know, it's just one of those things where you don't get to go backwards in time. Like yeah. we're never gonna get to experience the naive, young feelings that we had at that time playing music and hanging out with your best friends. Like we have yeah. adult responsibilities now and we have, you know, these yeah. things that just life throws at you. Yeah. Um and I'm always gonna cherish the memories that we had with our band because like you said, not only were they formative, but they were also you know, formed my identity. Yeah. And exactly. I'll I know that I will never be able to go back to those times. I know, you know, it's like that line in the office, right? Like <laughs> I wish somebody would tell you when the good times <laughs> the, are. Yeah. So good old days when are. They are when they're yeah. Happening. Um You know, that's that that rings true for all of this. Yeah. And I have no regrets about what we did. I have no regrets about not being quote-unquote successful the way that we yeah. wanted to be um because i think that we learned and we grew and we
0: and that was success in, in its and own that was way. success yeah. in its own way i i did hear someone say like uh i forget which musician was talking about it was in a band but he was like the best part of being in a band is the struggle is the beginning <laughs> yeah he's like once you get what you desire he's like it gets a little weird but he's like the best part is like chasing it He's yeah. like, nothing is, nothing is better than that. And you can't replace yeah. that moment because that's when everything is new and exciting. Yeah. And he's like, so in a sense we got to live that,
1: Yeah. You know? And And part of me, you know, part of me will always, every time I go to a concert, part of me will always be jealous of the band of, yeah. on stage. Part of me will always want to be like that. But at the same time, like I love the life that I have now. Yeah. Right. I love my wife. Yeah. I love my family. Um, you know, we're, blessed enough to have a house in san diego yeah. where we have a good career you got good, good career good friends and so I, I can't ask for anything yeah. else but there is always going to be a part of yeah. me that wishes that yeah. we had done we're human we yeah. want to right <laughs> that's so, true
0: dang well hey thank you so much for this conversation i love you bro yeah i love you it's been man. so good like i feel like
1: this brought up a lot more than I was expecting. I know exactly, but I, it's I good. I wasn't expecting to like we go went, into this much. We detail. went deep,
0: but the beauty of our friendship is that like we have a lot to like look, look down on, and, and, and you know, in a sense, like we're not that old. You know, we're in our you know mid thirties, and we <laughs> still in have in the morning when I wake yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. We have we have, have broken all, back. Yeah, we have all this experience, so like I'm grateful that like I've gotten to share all these experiences with you, and I'm grateful for more but I'm grateful for like these really juicy, meaningful parts of our lives that we got to share together. So, and I'm thankful
1: and I'm thankful that you have that you're creating this time capsule for us. Yeah.
0: And that's honestly like what I like want to do. It's like, of course, like there's another part of it where I want to have like a little, an AP where everybody who I've interviewed at contributes to it. Some part like bass, sex, writing, whatever. But I do think it's like, we always talk about these stories and they just stay, (laughs) <laughs> in in these moments but i'm like how cool would it be to catalog them because this is the stuff that like in 10 another 10 years we gonna be like oh i forgot about that you know like <laughs> so i want us to like remember all the all the good stuff you know yeah because yeah. that's a, that that's what lasts yeah all right bro well hey thank you for being on the podcast and thanks for having me this is a uh, music friends or nothing you know it's just a way of life music first life second right (laughs) that's right (laughs) all right thanks for joining in love you bro thanks for being on this
1: love you too man thanks bye